Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we are going to get into some of the attempts to reconcile the two premises that I mentioned on Monday's episode that heaven will be a place where there is no sin ever for all of eternity and that the redeemed in heaven uh, will have free will. And part of what we talked about on that episode was some biblical support for the idea that heaven will be a sinless place, but also that God seems to have created us as free beings. And there's no indication that any of that is going to change, that we just seem to be forever free beings. And so if we can make that case, and if both of those premises go through, then the question follows, then how in the world can we reconcile or harmonize both of those ideas with the idea of heaven, that people will live freely forever and yet never sin? And there have been several attempts, I think, that have been made to try and harmonize those two ideas that have at least in my opinion, uh, not done a very good job. And so I want to look at those first and sort of get those ideas out of the way. Today, I think this is a, compared to the the next one, this is an idea that's relatively short. And so I'm not going to spend as much time on this one as I will on this the next idea. So in one episode today, I'm going to try and not only give an overview of the, of, of the idea, but also to offer a critique of it as well. Uh, For the next idea, we're going to have to look at the overview in one episode and then look at the critique of it on the following episode, Thursday, Friday. But for today, I think we can do it all in one shot. So this idea is, I would call the evictionist option. And it is basically a view that is held by a gentleman by the name of John Donnelly, who was uh, formerly a professor of philosophy at University of San Diego. And he begins by agreeing that the redeemed in heaven are free. He, He believes that we really do have libertarian free will in heaven. And he would agree with many of the early church fathers that humans are endowed with free will and that this does not change just because we die. And so he sort of full-on embraces this idea that, yeah, we will be free in heaven. So where his next move sort of goes is where I would begin to, to differ with him because he is so committed to this idea that we will have real, true libertarian freedom in heaven that he frankly just cannot wrap his head around how then he can, how then God could guarantee that heaven will be a place of eternal sinlessness. And he says, and and I'm quoting here, in short, if there has been an angelic expulsion, then so too can there be human eviction from heaven. In other words, Donnelly's argument is that if the angels, and he's thinking here of uh, Satan and the angels in this, you know, pre-pre- earthly creation rebellion, which again, we've talked about this on the podcast, has a lot more to do with 
Milton and Paradise Lost than it does what the Bible actually teaches. But that aside, he's thinking, I think, of this angelic fall. If, if, if he's picturing them falling in perfect conditions as perfect beings, then it stands to reason, again, on his perspective, that if those beings were somehow capable of sin in perfect conditions, then we would be too. That there would be nothing different between us and them. And so the angels were created as uh, peckable beings. And, and we need to define some terms here. Peckable simply means that one is capable of sinning. Impeccable, by contrast, would mean that one is incapable of sinning. It is not even a logical possibility to sin. And so peckable does not mean, however, that someone will, in fact, sin, just that it is a logical possibility for them to do so. And we would look at Satan. We would look at the sons of God in Genesis 6 and uh, and from Deuteronomy 32 and Psalm 82, for instance. And we would say, well, God created these spiritual beings peckable, meaning it was logically possible for them to sin and to rebel. And how do we know that? Because they did. Same with humans. Humans were created peckable by God because we did, in fact, rebel and sin. Therefore, it was possible for us to do so. So he's sort of tracing this idea. Look, if the angels in heaven could sin, then why do we think we're any different? That that would mean if we really are free, then we should be able to sin and fall. And, and God can't guarantee that another fall won't happen. And so... His idea here is that if that happens, that when that happens or if that happens, that it is at least possible that if someone sins in heaven, that it will result in what he calls a divine eviction. That basically, if anyone sins in heaven, they'll get kicked out, presumably to, to hell. Now, that would then mean that heaven is sinless only in the most technical of terms, because as soon as someone sins in heaven, they just get kicked out. And so then right after they're, you know, sort of poofed out of heaven, we can now go back to saying, well, see, there's no sin in heaven. <laughs> Again, I, I find this pretty weak, to, to be honest. But part of the reason why is that in Donnelly's argument here, I think there are at least two implied assumptions that he has, and I don't think that they're true. The first implied assumption that he has here is that our situation in heaven will be essentially uh, the same as it is on earth. And, and he hints at this in two places where he writes, quote, after all, they've, and he's speaking of the redeemed here, had to prove their mettle by wise choices in this pre-mortem world. They've already built up a virtuous character in order to gain admittance, and such dispositions should serve them well in a heaven structured to be free of physical impediments or any environmental natural evils. Now let me unpack that for just a minute. What Donnelly is basically saying is that we gain admittance to heaven via our virtuous character that we have built up prior to our deaths. Now, obviously, I would take issue with that because that is not what the Bible teaches in terms of how one goes to heaven. We don't go to heaven because we have become good enough people. We go to heaven because we have trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection and the, the work of Christ on the cross precisely because we are not good enough people. 
But according to Donnelly, it is our sort of pre-mortem or pre-death character, which sort of forms this basis for our heavenly actions uh, and our heavenly admittance as well. And so if for some reason our heavenly character is not perfectly formed, then we should think that there would be a reason, or it would at least be possible, however improbable, that a small number of people in heaven could potentially get themselves evicted by God. Either Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they would go to hell. God could, I guess, choose to annihilate them and just destroy them utterly. But he, he, all sa- he says, you know, well, we're all backsliders at times, as if everything that we have to deal with, like the tendencies and the weaknesses and the, the nature that we have now is somehow just going to be exactly the same in heaven. And I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that he has enough, uh, I, don't, I don't think he has enough ammunition to back up a claim like that. But the second thing that he sort of implies by his argument here is that the conditions of heaven are going to be identical to what they were prior in, in the same conditions that uh, Satan, that the serpent fell in. And he says, you know, that it would seem strange to believe that, uh, that Satan fell from a perfect heaven and perfect conditions. And yet somehow things are going to be different from up for us. He believes that heaven is identical to the one that the devil fell from and that that is the same heaven that we will one day inhabit. And I think, again, that's a problem uh, because I'm really not sure that that's the case at all. In fact, I think I can prove that it's not. One of the things that we've talked about already on the podcast last week when when we mentioned heaven is that heaven will be new. That not only will there be a new heavens and a new earth, so we're talking about a new heaven, so it won't be at the very least identical to the heaven that exists currently or before because it will be that heaven will be destroyed and a new one will be created. Second, we know that we won't be identical to uh, the, the circumstances that the devil found himself in because the devil was created and placed immediately in heaven. He was a spiritual being created by God and placed in God's immediate presence immediately. You and I will have lived our entire lives first here on earth, dealing with sin and fallen human nature and the flesh and the devil and the world and all these other factors so that when we get to heaven, we will have the experience and the memories of all of this time from our earthly existence. And that alone, as a human species, will set us apart in heaven. We will have a not hypothetical understanding of what sin and rebellion looks like, but a very literal and immediate experience and understanding of what sin and rebellion looks like. And so I think that alone should tell us that we will not have the same view. We won't have the same thoughts about sin uh, that, that the devil did. And so if we can say that even one thing is different between the so-called devil's heaven and our, our heaven, as the Bible will describe it someday, then, then we're not talking about the same thing. And if we're not talking about the same thing, then I don't think Donnelly's argument goes through because it sort of depends on the conditions and circumstances and beings and every little aspect being identical. But I just don't think that that can be supported. 
So th- there are more details that I can go into here, but but frankly, I just don't really feel like it's necessary. Th- that is the overall thrust of his argument is that he certainly would believe that libertarian free will is a thing in heaven, but he sort of follows that. I think the pendulum swings too far in that direction to where he feels like he has to accommodate the idea that therefore, if we're really going to truly be free, that sin has to be a live option on the table, that people could get kicked out of heaven or annihilated altogether. And I just don't see any warrant for that in scripture because he has some assumptions under the table there that uh, again, I, I just don't think I don't think are true, and therefore his argument doesn't really follow. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, that old things have passed away, and behold, the new has come. So heaven is going to be new. We are going to be new in it. And so therefore, I don't think that either of the assumptions that Donnelly is making are, are true. So tomorrow and Friday, we're going to take a look at a a different option that I think swings the pendulum all the way back to the other side and would say, no, heaven will absolutely be a place where there's sinlessness eternally, but at the expense of real, true libertarian freedom. And so we're going to look at that view tomorrow. And then on Friday, we're going to critique it and talk about why I don't think that is the, uh, the proper way to go either. 